What up, what up, what up? What's happening, people? It's your man, Sonny Toure. Akita J. And we are here, episode 18. Fire This Time. For the Fire This Time podcast. And we are so happy to be back. So happy to be back with y'all, you know, conversing, conversating, you know what I'm saying, about these important issues, about the fire this time. Yeah, it's a lot of fire going on right oh, now. Oh, yeah, too. plenty, you know plenty. Saying? People lit up and stuff. You know, always remember to like, share, you know what I'm saying? We got uh, Facebook, we got um, Twitter, you know, we got some other, what other ones we got? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Don't and be the- looking at the booty pics on there. No, no, Don't no. Don't be looking at the booty pics, come to fire this time. No, no Fab November, you know, we on yeah, there. Yeah, you know. So, uh, today, episode 18, we're going to be talking, you know, about the election, still ongoing, uh, get into some of the numbers, stories coming out of that. That's the fire this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, we wow. got a lot to talk about with that as far as uh, Biden inching closer to uh, the 260. Yeah, 260. 270. 270. Yeah, already it was at like 260. All right, electoral votes, you know what I'm saying? It's an ever changing thing right now, y'all. They, they, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, you know, all that. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, some of the exit poll uh, numbers that have come out. Yes. Uh, some of that data, statistics that has been manipulated, you know, for the narrative. Uh, painting that a lot of these snake charlatans, you know, participating in. Yeah. That divide, that, that crabs in the bucket, divide oh, yeah, and the, conquer type thing. Yeah, oh, know? yeah, there it is. Divide and conquer. That's exactly it. So, you know. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into all that. But, um, you know, we're going to start off uh, with this week's fire. This week's fire. And uh, we're going to keep it on the election uh, in, in that context. And we're going to talk about what's going down in Missouri. So, recently, if y'all ever heard, um, uh, activist, nurse, uh, you know, person, you know, person from the grassroots community of Ferguson. Her name Corey Bush, black woman. Our sister was elected to the uh, House of Representatives, representing uh, that district of Missouri. Yep, St. Louis. She is St. Louis. You know, so uh, we definitely want to, you know, give some love. So show some love to Corey Bush. Uh, I'm not uh, all the way familiar with uh, everything in, in her program, but from what I've heard, Aki, and we we uh, did our study, a little research earlier this week. She sound like she about the people. You know, sound like she about the people, you know, uh, you know, supportive of universal basic income, yes. Medicare for all, uh, just, uh, you know, comes from the working class and it seems is, is willing to represent the working class interests. Of course, you know, we feel how we feel about the ability for the House of Congress, you know, Senate, presidency all them branches mm-hmm. uh, or all the different branches as well to really bring about that type of change that but, we need but i mean so what do you think uh Ike, what is your first reaction you i know, mean i'm glad to, to see Corey Bush election? i'm glad to see somebody that comes from the grassroots the working class get to a position like that too often we get politicians in places that don't really um they're not from that place, mm-hmm. you know. You could be born somewhere, but if you may not be raised there, mm-hmm. you know. And so she seems to be, you know, a St. Louis. She, she, you know, did a thing, went to school, went to college, you know what I'm saying, do a past of work, activism, you know what I'm saying. So I, I, I like those credentials. I think those things can work. Um, but like always, we got to remember that we're dealing with the biggest snake mm-hmm. in the world. 
And, you know, the Democratic Party ain't no um, friendly ally in this fight against that yeah. snake. That's a know? left thing. You know what I'm saying? That's the other head of the snake. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, but, you know, the contradictions got to rise up. There you go. Some more. If if, I, if she go in there, she did she stick to her guns and do her thing and handle her business. She can't do nothing but bear witness to her. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to judge it, her by her work. And maybe you know help through her her leadership and platform could help move the struggle forward in some important ways. Yeah. Um. So just because more eyes and more ears is on her, and uh, you never know there and might there there might be some reform that comes through. In the next year or two, you know what I'm saying, that, uh, you know, people like Cory Bush might play a pivotal role in yeah. bringing about. Yeah. It's not an impossible thing to consider. Uh, oh, no. So, no. Um, yeah, we'll see how this thing plays out. Uh, but, yeah, we just want to take this segment to show some love. I mean, Cory Bush, just to get a little bit more into her, I think we mentioned already, but she's a nurse from the community. Yeah. Uh, a former uh, COVID patient. COVID-19 patient, uh, survivor of, uh, of that disease, of that uh, virus. Um, so she got some strength. Oh, I mean, and beyond that, um, you know, just somebody who you can tell just is, is really embedded in the community, in the grassroots. So. Definitely. Yeah, once again, shout out to Corey Bush. Uh, you know, we're going to celebrate that. And, uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, you continue to, to struggle on behalf of the community that uh you know put you there yeah you know see what i'm saying and that's good um i hope to see the sister be successful and when we in in her endeavors you know um and we already know when you really keeping it real you always gonna have snakes around you mm -hmm. especially you know dealing in politics but um yeah it's all in the work mm -hmm. but that's this week's five for y'all this time Yep, yep. So uh, we're going to keep it moving. And, um, man, so let's go back to Tuesday. Uh, today is, uh, what, Friday? Yes. Um, of the election week. And uh, on election night, Tuesday, I went to sleep, you know, looking at the scoreboard, electoral college. And it was looking like, you know, that boy Trump was putting in that work. Yeah. You know, Um of course, I had heard that, you know, the mail-in ballot's going to take a little bit longer to count some of these swing states. But, uh, you know, I looked at that. I was like, yo, he, he really got a path forward. You know, he might really pull this thing off. And it, it mm -hmm. is coming down to the wire. But you know, if you listen and tuned in at all, you do know that uh, Biden has made somewhat of a comeback. Yes, he has. Um, so, uh, yeah, Aki, I mean, give the people an update from your point of view. What have, what have your relationship been to the election cycle so far this week? I ain't even going to lie. Election day, I was I was at work and sleep. So I woke up to the to the news. Mm -hmm. um, um, when I woke up, he was in the lead. Um, Biden. Biden was in the lead. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't by much, but he was just itching. Oh, he was just itching. Um, I say, okay, well, they sort of predicted that he was going to crush him, but I personally felt it was going to be a little different. So I said, and I'm talking about far as they said Biden was, was going to crush him, but you know, you never could trust, uh, these, you know, polls and stuff. So, um, as time went on, he got a little slider and slider, bigger lead. I started watching States and then, you know, start transpiring and, uh, it's been a pretty decent journey. I best the, the funniest thing for me is seeing white folks angry. Mm. So, you know, they was love said at the job. Uh, on both sides. Well, actually, yeah, on both sides. Because, uh, you know, uh, let's just say I, I had to make sure I didn't 
say to anything political to, to to lose my job. But mm-hmm. you know, I might did a little. I might I might I might have did a little picking at people. You know, what I'm saying a little bit. You know, get them get under their shoes. I do that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, you got to. You know, what I'm saying we got to make light of what we can. You know, what I'm saying as black men in this shit. But yeah, it, it looked like Biden's gonna pull it out, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, it looked like he gonna just barely limp, and I think that's why you know some of the white liberals is mad out here. Yeah. That they they thought that uh, you know because they could have made an example out of Trump as being uh, the big bad guy. Yeah. Uh, that you know it was gonna you know and and that being the, the main thrust of their program. Yeah. The main thrust of what they put out there this election cycle, the Democrats. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Uh, it seemed like they thought that that was going to lead to this blue wave, you know, in, in yeah. terms of uh, you know Biden winning much more easily than it looks like he will, and uh, also the Senate races, you know, and uh, in the house in the House races, you know, what I'm saying uh, it definitely looks like the Democrats is not performing how, how they wanted to. There, they losing seats in the House, yeah, still retaining their majority in the House, but mm-hmm. lost seats in the House, yes. And uh, the Senate, the Democrats hope to uh, win a majority in the Senate. Don't look like that. that's going to happen either. Uh, so, I mean, you're looking at even if Biden get the presidency, now you're going to see the leader of the Democratic Party, Biden, move the party to the right because he's going to have to as, as far as how he builds his cabinet. If he yeah. wants to be a productive president at all, you know what I'm saying, he's going to have a much easier time playing that moderate card than uh, they let Obama. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to see, uh, or this is what, you know, my opinion, you know, what I'm thinking right now. It looks like, you know, Biden, once he gets his presidency with the Republican House and Senate, it's going to be a move rightward for uh, the two-party system. Another move rightward, well, but this, this think, ain't the first one. I think that was the move from the old guard, mm-hmm. the McConnell, the Mitch McConnells and them, mm-hmm. in a sense of like this, that um, if if they... They figured they was going to lose the presidency. Mm-hmm. But if I can get control of the House, Senate, I'm going to make his shit difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make sure that he's not able to um, move as easily as he want to. Right. You can get the House. I mean, you can get the presidency. Go and get it. You know? That, so that's gonna give us a breather to get our shit in order after you know this bulldozer, Trump. Yeah, then came through. Because look, the rebrand of the Republican Party about to be something nasty. They gonna bring a bunch of young. Look, they got half the country support. It damn near seem. You know what I'm saying? And without Trump as the leader, as the face of the Republican Party, you can do a lot more. You can rebrand it. You can you can even the Democrats it seemed like see the Republican Party policies is the pop is uh it seemed like they're the ones that they're pursuing too. I'm mean, they're not mm-hmm. the popular policies. Yeah. But it seemed like the you know the Republican policies they're the ones leading the way even for the Democrats. The Democrats mm-hmm. keep on rolling over. Yeah. You know, I seen somebody say this on Twitter, I forgot who it was. They said that uh the Republican party's job in this scheme of this you know colonial capitalist society u.s society is to move politics to the right the and the democrats job is not to move it to the left it's to keep it from moving left mm-hmm. the, the democrats keep us from moving left and the republicans move us to the right and that's how you see things playing out yeah you know that you that's you see how they cheated uh that boy bernie yeah uh out of uh, you know just a, a, a democratic process, not saying that you know Bernie would have won, but um, you see the politics, you see 
the um the ideology of the Democratic Party that don't seem to be going nowhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it don't seem to be going nowhere. Because I think Bernie was made to bow. You know, he was uh, made to bow down by the Democrats. I don't see the Democrats moving closer to the socialist accusations, the leftist accusations yeah. that they got all campaign cycled. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't see all. them moving closer because they're not smart enough. They're not. They're too dumb. That and they they reject the Bernie Sanders, the energy that Bernie Sanders would have brought with yeah. them. You know, running as president, you mm -hmm. know, what I'm saying would have been a totally different energy. But see, you know what that is though. They thought that, that they seen a, a record turnout this yeah. time. Imagine if Bernie Sanders was the nominee. It would have been a bigger turnout. It probably would have been a bigger turnout, especially from the younger. The younger, the youth would have got definitely, definitely involved in that. Um, but um, that's one of those things of like um, you know, if you're gonna be to some extent a true socialist in American politics, you gotta have some freedom from the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. You can't try to run in as a social Democrat. No, no, they're not having that. Um, as you said, whoever framed that that you read that that you got that from, mm -hmm. that the Democratic. Is made to keep us from going to the far left. Yeah, they right on that one, mm -hmm. right there. They definitely right on that one. I mean, you know, the I mean the games, the games they played this election cycle. You know, the Dems. They've been exposed. Mm -hmm. That's the catch. They've been exposed. Now the Republicans, you are definitely right. It's gonna be a Brandon. They're going to get some nice, young. And and make a fact, it ain't going to just be white. They're going to have a couple of they gonna have a couple of Latinos. They're going to have them Cuban up there. They're going to have them, you know what I'm saying, about two, three black folks. And they're going to, they, they watch, they're going to they gonna do some good rebranding. And, they, and everybody, they may, take, they may take eight years to do that rebranding. Give you two presidencies. But they're going to, they gonna get it. So, that, I mean, Republican Party patient. Look at what they did to the federal court system. Look what they did to the Supreme Court. And them take twelve or thirteen, fifteen years sometimes, but they do it. And then think about that: you couple controlling the House, the Senate, and the Supreme Court, and the federal court system. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Democrats finna have some. Fun. Yeah. Trump done lapped Obama as far as federal court appointees. He done lapped him about two, three times, I think. Mm -hmm. As far as how many people he appointed to the federal court system. Yeah. Um. So man, you got hey, you got a lot of issues going on right now. Mm. They got like in the, with this victory, it's gonna come eight years of drama. Eight years of drama, you know. Um. And anybody that don't lay it at the feet of the misleadership class, black misleadership class so-called leftist or moderate democratic leadership yes that's who to blame you know generally to blame lays at that th their feet collectively for our community the black misleadership class that you know just habitually lead us you know to our own i guess repetitive doom this cycle you know what i'm saying that that's who it falls on you know and um I think we have to at some point do away with our fears or hesitations in pursuing a third party option, you know what I'm saying, or our coalition, or really mm -hmm. putting our energy there. Um, yeah, because, uh, I mean, the Democrats and Republicans, 
I don't. I, th- th- they're going to move closer together the next decade. Yeah. Um. So w- what are we going to do on the left? You know, are are we going to uh you know pursue something different? You know what I'm saying? Pursue some alternative, or um you know just get get with the program again. I mean, I always believe in a black political party. Mm-hmm. I believe that with 45 million of us, 40 million, some people put it at 35, some people put it, whatever. 35 million, I give them this. You know, with us at them numbers, um, and that's just say out of those 35 million, let's say even 30 million have the potential to vote. I think that's enough power for us to be able to have a, a set agenda and use our vote to some extent in that agenda. But it always got to be geared towards getting some form of self-determination. It always got to be able to lead us to a point where we independent, but we independent of them. And it's not even about maybe even running presidential candidates. Don't even got to do that. Right away. You know what I'm saying? And we don't even have to. Listen here. Have you seen the Asian ever try to put a president in office? True. Have you ever seen the uh, Mexican or Latino community try to put a president in office? They may have some history, you know, the grandmother, you know, but you ain't never seen them try to do it. I don't need to try to do that. I don't care if the person there look at me, look like me. I don't even care. Nah, I care. I should don't confuse the children. <laughs> Obama confused the children. No, Co- don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> Kamala confusing children now. Kamala confusing grown yeah. ass hey. motherfuckers, man. Hey, thinking that you know uh, we got some type of uh, that true possibility indeed. in this. That, 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 yeah, yeah, I understand. That's a conversation in itself because Kamala ain't working out for a mission. Hmm. Kamala didn't rally up hey, that but, black vote the way they thought she was, did they? Hey, real quick on Kamala, I seen this uh, viral little video somebody put out, black woman put out, and um, black American woman, and uh, it was like uh, Kamala first day in the White House, and it was talking about uh, her walking on the scene, telling all the white staff and 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 workers in the White House, y'all go in the back, you know, black folk come up front, and <laughs> I was like, you know, and. Other people made this point in the post, but I mean, your people are really projecting their blackness and their politics, or what they, or or really their this political aesthetic, radical revolutionary aesthetic on Kamala, and it's it's she really ain't heli- none of that. She ain't none of that. Kamala, you you think you think Kamala walking the White House and tell her children and her husband go to the back because she got a white husband and white kids. Hey, fam, see she gonna tell she gonna tell them to get in the back, Haki. No, nah, see, that's why we could at least make that aesthetic with Obama. Because Obama had a black wife, mm-hmm. and Mama was living in the house with him. And, you know, Obama has, you know, a firmer history of claiming his blackness than Kamala. I think yeah. that's a fair criticism. Because yeah. I'm not one of the ones that maybe will go as far as say Kamala is not black, but I will question the the meanfulness. Like, how, how meaningful is Kamala's no, blackness? No, 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 no. See, you, see, you being nice. I question if... Kamala is a nigga. Hmm. Do you come from, do you, are you cut from the same cloth as me? It's a lot of black people. She very much, I mean, I can look at her and say, yeah, she, yeah, she in there. She black. Mm-hmm. But no, is you cut she, from the, are you a new African by, from lineage? Li- Lineage-wise, she got the potential, you know what I'm saying, to be really down, you know what I'm saying? Because look, like people say, like like people say, Blackness is revolutionary or it's nothing. That's why, you know, I question just how meaningful whatever blackness we agree to apply to Kamala, 
How meaningful is it? And, and I think it, in this case, it, it really helps shine the light on the pitfalls, the shortcomings of blackness. Yeah. We have to move beyond that. She you know ain't what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different thing. When, you know, I mean, even Barack wasn't, wasn't necessarily from that, but, mm. you know, he was married to something. Mm-hmm. He was married to a woman that you know, like, okay, I know she got that lineage. You know what I'm saying? Now, she may not be about that life, but no, it was enough a- to make me believe. Nah, M- Michelle. Or make them believe. I ain't believe none. Michelle's uh is, is a descendant of uh, enslaved Africans like we are. Yeah. And she, and she gave Barack Obama, who his is, credibility, who is not part of that group like us, a pass. In the same way, some black people get give their white friends a pass to say nigga. The the fact that Barack Obama feels legitimate enough to stand on stage in front of African-Americans, descendants of slaves, and tell us about our cousin Pookie. You know what I'm saying? Make all these, you know, anti-African-American cultural statements. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He wouldn't have been able to do that without a black wife, without a a wife that comes from our group. Like, like... Like Kamala. Not saying not, not saying that everybody gave him a pass, but you know, he got too big of a pass with it, stuff like that. He's an outsider to, to this. You don't Barack Obama, a reminder, you ain't got a cousin Pookie. Yeah. You ain't got one. Nah, 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 nah. You don't got cousin Pookie. You got a cousin in Buku, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't fuck with him. <laughs> real talk. Real, real talk. I just seen a joint on that they had Barack Obama uh brother walking around in Kenya. Mm. Just just like they walking in the slums. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I, I, I wouldn't make anything of, of any of that if it wasn't just so blatant. We know that we know Cousin Pookie is one of those epithets mm-hmm. that refers to a socially impotent black man, mm-hmm. an unintelligent black man. We know that. A do-nothing black man. We know what that means. And these caricatures, these stereotypes have existed since post-slavery, since we stopped working for free. Pretty much. White folk been talking about Cousin Pookie and Barack Obama, mm. who ain't from us, ain't from that lineage, got on to talk about Cousin Pookie. So, yeah, I got a problem with that. And, um, you know, not to get off track, we still t- we still on uh, Kamala's blackness. and But, yeah, people projected their blackness on Obama, you know what I'm saying, or, or this type of solidarity. You know and what I'm saying? This idea it? of solidarity on Barack Obama. And it's even a further stretch that we're trying to do with Kamala. Yeah, because, I mean, like, uh, they thought she was going to do it. They thought she they she was gonna galvanize the black woman vote so hard, but I think even black women ran into a contradiction with that when they seen that. Like they seen that image, they just What um, image? Her and her white husband. What image when have they seen that? A lot of black women that are fans of Kamala still don't even know that. They think she might they might think she's but single. to some point though. When some of them that did see people mm. like they they start doing the research, yeah, they start true. googling, that's true. They start looking, who is Kamala? But you notice how they don't be flashing. You know what I'm saying? Kamala's yeah. husband, her kids. Think about it. We pronounce her name Kamala because mm. we think that it's a black name. Right. It's not that. Yeah. It's it's a uh, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. You know what I'm saying? And even that sort of sound like you know what I'm saying? It's like we 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 putting stuff there that ain't there. Right. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, she, you know, they thought she was going to do that. They thought she was going to bring, and now I keep it real, a lot of uh, black males that I was running into, they, they didn't really, it was something about it, but I think it's because we looked into her. And it wasn't even, the, the, the white husband was just the icing on the cake. We start going into the, we start looking more at her judicial and 
and let you know what I'm saying. I mean, she she's the leader of institutions that are deliberately taking actions to keep black men in prison. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the history we found out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and you if you have one mark like that against your record, black men are within their right to question the shit hey, out check of you. Check it out. That lets and she you got know, of course she got more than one. Yeah. That lets you know that black men do talk politics. Oh, for sure. Because when like it was people that I knew that I that like I keep as long as there is the ass shaking in front of my face. Convincing me to talk politics, I'll talk politics. That's why that booty to the pole ad was so effective, Aki. Get your booty to the post. Get your booty, booty to, to the post. What the, what the hell? Oh, God. Yeah, you, I mean, can't, you can't make it right if you locked up. But Aki, That's true, Aki. Aki, we don't talk politics unless there's some ass shaking in the room. You know that. Oh, you know that. Wow! Oh yeah! Wow! You know, but that's real though, man. They, they you know, they, they literally, you know, th- that's the shit that came out this whole election. I keep shit like that. That's terrible, man. But yeah, man. They, you know, we talk politics, and I, like I say, I, I talk to people who ain't political, not in the politics, but. You know, you mentioned Kamala to see what they 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 you you be surprised that they know like ah oh, hell nah man she locked niggas up I ain't miss nah I ain't miss <laughs> you know so um you know um that didn't work for her. you know that didn't work out for her. and then those black women who you know who do fight you know um you know those black women who do are concerned about their you know their sons and their brothers they looked into that history. Like I say, we're in the social media era, man, where you could just hit Google, pow, and everything. You know, I got Siri, so I can talk it in. You know what I'm saying? Kamala Harris. Pop up. Right there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, didn't work out for it, man. And uh, even that, coupled with all of the other, um, you know, I'm, various I'm, things. I'm scared for you, Aki. You a black man speaking into an Apple phone saying Kamala Harris' name. They, yeah, they you know, tracking. They coming. They coming for me. They, they tracking your shit. They come on in. Yeah. I, I did worse shit than that. From come for me for that. We have a uh, uh, <laughs> red, black, and green negro. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, red, yeah. black, and green negro. We got a race first nigger <laughs> <laughs> saying Kamala Harris over the airwaves. Hey, hey, I can hear him saying some shit like that. Race first nigger. You know what I'm saying? Hey, for real, they probably pulled that out of their ass. You know, but uh, I mean, um. I mean that's that's something that this that selection also showed. Everything, all the exit polls were off. Yeah. yeah. All the poll like all the forecast you know, all of the forecasts of what it was gonna be was off. Now some of they marks hit. Mm-hmm. Some of they marks hit. But they even exceeded yeah, some, some expectations in some places. So, you know. Uh and I'm talking about, you know, Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for sure, it's I mean, definitely it goes into that argument that we was making earlier. That uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways, real quick, Aki, is the fact that they thought that Republicans would support Trump with less after four years. Mm-hmm. They supported him more, and I don't understand why they wouldn't see that. Listen here, black. I, I, I'm just thinking from my point of view as a black man, right? I've seen white supremacy more publicized. In public, more than I've ever seen in my life. And I'm from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
and like literally, and I, and I can only imagine what it's like down there right now. Mm-hmm. But like, were you seeing white militia groups come out in numbers, and they trying to put these new fancy names on them and shit to sound political? No, them red shirts, the Klan. Hmm. That's who they are. No, I remember last week, uh, what the Crackers and yeah, the, uh, and who else? The Florida Crackers. And who else was it? The Scallywags. The Scallywags, all of them. All of them. All, that's all they are. These are what these new groups are. They just mm-hmm. change their names through time. Right. So, like, I've been seeing all this. It ain't no surprise. See, a lot of those white supremacist groups don't believe in the political vote. A lot of them don't believe. They, 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 those, those, um, those uh, sovereign anti-government you know, government groups, they believe that the government is corrupt. Mm-hmm. So they don't even participate in political politics like that. But you get somebody like Trump in there to talk in their language, some of them were voting for the first time this year. And they in their 40s and 50s and 60s. I forget what state it was in. You see them white folk beating on the glass. I forget what state it was in. White folk was beating on the glass outside of where they was counting the ballots at. Mm. Talking about stop the count. People in there counting mail-in early ballots, the rest of the ballots. What was this white, fo- white folk, Trump supporters, by the dozens, is in this convention center on the other side of this glass wall mm. with doors, but they're not allowed to go in the doors. They're banging on the walls, bro. Mm. I think on I the seen glass something walls, like that. You know what I'm saying? Talking about stop the count, chant. You, you, I know you've seen this, some of these white women speaking in tongues, <laughs> trying to uh, <laughs> get their election to Trump. Some Karens, some Karens out there snapping. Hey. Karens is on full snap mode. Yes, they, matter of fact, Karen's gonna be on full snap mode until the, until this all over with, and and I can only imagine. Say if we lived in like a poly, what theistic world, like actually, and you know, I'm gonna try to say, say if there were multiple gods and yeah. white people had their own god, like yeah. a, a racist god. Yeah, that motherfucker could be working. No, uh, hey, bro, bro. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even gonna say so, I don't so, need to so, believe all of it. So somebody need to uh, go ahead and cut the mic on some of these women for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speaking in tongues, no, 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 no. I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't want that broadcasted. You know? What yeah, saying? you know what I'm saying. Some of these white people gonna be like Walking Dead out here. Goddamn it. Hey. Man, you don't know. The way they didn't act it sometimes, we had a pandemic, man. You know what I'm saying? There's real shit going on out here. You know, we haven't had these arguments while we got something that's ravaging the world. Mm-hmm. You know? And this election, man, you know, that's why, you know, these predictions is all off, you know? Um, you know, they made predictions on black men. Hey, predictions actually hit. But that may be a little off, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that may be off, you know. We was For talking sure. about that earlier. Yeah, and that's actually what we're going to get into <laughs> with this next segment. You know, we're going to take a little break and come back and actually talk about um, some of the exit poll data and some of the narratives that's being written about uh, Trump supporters, black voters, and, and uh, especially black men. You know, this this number being thrown out there, report, exit poll data came out saying something about 17% black men. Of course, the snake charlatan's going to... Round it up to 20 real quick. Yeah, you know. You know, without even looking at the data, looking at the study. Uh, so we're going to get into all that. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to save that for this this next segment. So with that being said, uh, we're going to say free to land. Free to land. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. We back. We back at it. Uh, part two of episode 18. 
and uh, we back here to talk a little bit about uh, some of this exit poll data, some of these narratives that's being written. Uh, we talked about some of this last episode, but um, I'm sure if you've been on social media, you've seen uh, a lot of the stats get quoted. A lot of them out of context, a lot of them not even including the study that the numbers are drawn from. But some of the narratives that we're seeing, Aki, is uh, 17, 18% of black men, like we said, support Donald Trump. Yes. That's one of the headlines, one of the constant mm-hmm. tweets I see. I'm hearing 20. Continues. Oh, they, they rounded up. They rounded yeah. up to 20. So 20% of black men support Donald Trump, mm-hmm. full stop. Yeah. Uh, you also see narratives of black women's support for Donald Trump doubling. Yeah. Um, and also all uh, another uh, part, we're not going to really get into this as much, but um, s- support all around the board Yeah. for Donald Trump uh, mm-hmm. going up. We'll talk a little bit about the, the Latino uh, yeah. numbers. But uh, first, let's kind of dig in to this uh, uh, polling data. I guess so. Aki, first off, I mean, have you seen some of this, uh, some of these uh, viral type of tidbits of information stats? Yeah, I've been running through them, um, looking for what I'm, what, I, what, looking for things specific that I was interested in. Um, it's just, um, it's funny how their predictions are, mm. you know. Um, I think, you know, they don't, they don't make room for the margin of error. Mm-hmm. And all of them. Um, it's hard to call that margin of error, but when you don't include one, then you can't just have a flat number. Um, I think a lot of that's, you know what I'm saying, propaganda. Right. So not to have a whole statistics lesson, I'm not even the best person to ask statistics, but I, what I keep saying is, right, these stats that they give out, such as the 17 18% number of black men support Trump, let's actually break down what the, the actual study is trying to say. The study is saying that uh, given uh, its methodology, and we're going to get into that, it's saying that 17 to 18% of black men support Trump. But what it's not saying in that is that number, 17, 18%, is only at a 90, at around, uh, typically a 95% confidence. Yeah. That that's the actual number, mm-hmm. right? And then another another aspect of statistics that go into it is, like you said, the margin of error. Mm-hmm. And it's saying that within that 95 percent confidence that, you know, the, the, the people that put on the study have in the 17, 18 percent of black men supporting Trump, that the margin of error is saying that we're confident that it's within this margin of error from this number. Yes. So they're saying so it's saying that we're 95 percent confident that black men support Trump. At 17%, and the margin of error would actually increase that to if the margin of error is three, for instance, mm-hmm. the, and the number they give is 17, and they yeah. give the margin of error as three, which is a is a typical and and, and somewhat safe yeah margin uh, of error uh, uh, margin of error something that I would say is is a worthwhile statistic yeah. for us to you know to really learn from and factor in right. Uh, the margin of error would mean that it's between 14 to 20 percent. Yeah. Right. They're 95 percent sure that black men support Trump from 14 to 20 percent. Of course, you still have to dig in a little bit about where they're getting these numbers from. How are they sampling the population? True. And um, and see, we would actually know more about the sample size of the black men interviewed 
if they gave those numbers. They do not. We would know more about the number of black women specifically that they interview, but they don't give those numbers. Mm-hmm. And they also don't, do not give the margin of error, which would also hint, is a, is a strong hint towards yes. what those numbers could be. Yes. So the Edison study is based on 15,000 uh, in-person participants, people that voted in person, exit poll data. And of course, that trends Republican. Uh, that's just the data on that that we do know. And it also includes a smaller number of mail-in ballots that that trim Democrat. I didn't know that at first, but I do know that now. It doesn't give the margin of error, though. It says in, when you look on the website, Aki, it says on the website on Edison Research that that's who conducted that this, this study that everybody's quoting that all these uh, unconnected uh, <laughs> stats are being referenced from is all from one study conducted by a group called Edison. Now, if you go to their website and you type in, you know, margin of error, you know, they let you know we don't get that out unless you subscribe. You, yeah. legitimate. Oh, yeah, you got to pay to get that. Basically, yes, yeah, okay. yes. And I don't even know if it's available right now immediately. Yeah. So, uh, but they t- they'll tell you on there that when you deal with race, that margin of error is larger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, huh? so they say uh, for state and federal studies. Typical margin of error is three or four percent. It's yeah. going to be they're going to be confident within three or four percent of the number they give. They say it's higher. They don't say how much higher typically is for race, but um, it can be as high as ten, twelve, in twenty or higher percent, depending on just how small the population or subpopulation and, and where you sample it from. Yeah, and where you sampling it from? You know. So uh, let, let's just imagine that say this margin of error is seven percent mm-hmm. or ten percent. And they don't give that number. We don't, we haven't seen that margin of error yet. This study could really be saying we're only ninety five percent sure that the black male support is anywhere between seven and twenty seven percent. You know what I'm saying? And uh, seven and twenty seven percent, if that if, you know, if that's a, the margin of error. You know, that's drastic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 why vastly different narratives are going to come out. You know what I'm saying? You know, if we had that margin of error and we understood what margin of error meant and we looked for it more, mm-hmm. I think it would stop some of this, you know, uh, just so quick narrative building or the traction that that type of narrative building by these snakes that that, that feed off the division in our yeah. community rely on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have to be a little bit smarter about how we confront some, how statistics are used. Well, yeah. you know, it, t- statistics can be propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, typically are you know um they can be used as propaganda um and then when statistics and numbers are manipulated you know that like to like that right there is a manipulation of a number mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying a, a manipulation of, of something that um shows the error and the fault in having somebody else do the math it's, it's, you, you, we have to look at it as manipulative why do they not give the the margin of error yeah many other studies do the little mm-hmm. plus minus yeah percentage uh, give that, or take that's, that, that's typically at the bottom of these stats or tables mm-hmm. uh, that's you know the margin of error and you know they could give it you know but they don't and that's we have to look at that as troubling you know uh, because you know they're willing to let these narratives you know just go out there uh, you know, no, and I made this point on Twitter. The black male, uh, you know, sample is of course small and it's going to raise the, the number. But also, we have to remember the majority of the study was in-person exit poll data. Mm, yeah, uh, we. I don't know the number specifically, but I know black people tend to vote Democrat. Most Democrats, uh, well, Democrats disappointingly did the mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. That's a smaller part of the study. So, yeah, 
you know, this Republican support is probably is is probably being cast higher than it really is likely. Yeah. For both for all for black men and black women. Yeah. And let you alone and to some extent for all of these uh different uh groups mm-hmm. within this block. I mean, Trump you know, people scream about the 12, you know, the 12% that he got from blacks. Mm-hmm. But like I'm looking at the other groups. You know, Latino support being 30 plus. Yeah, they they bag at 30 with 13, 20, 24. You know, you like, wow. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, you know, it, I seen a commentator on the news. They made a good point, Aki. Uh, one of them said, it was a person of color. I forget that it was black or what. They said that, uh, you know, they we might got to stop using this I, this label, Latino, to, to try to describe uh, a, a single group. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, um, just because the different origins of uh, Latino people in this country, they vote very differently. Uh, it has a, it's a, it plays a strong part into where their polit- political loyalties lie, and of course, not just national origin, but class definitely plays a huge part definitely. in that. And also, we're seeing some indication that gender is playing a huge part in that too within the Latino community, a, a, a bigger factor than it plays in the Black community. Yeah, as far as the split in support for Trump. Uh, but you know, we we need a much larger, more nuanced well, breakdown of those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it might be that there are more male Latino people here from certain national origins that you know is it, it, tipping this in, in a way that we don't realize. Where you know, Mexican men are being compared with uh, Cuban men in a totally or, or, different or, or, thing. or being combined in the same political yeah. category and we're missing some stuff. Well, it's like normally what they try to do is they normally, I, so I've heard people try to frame it as they would say Mexican and Latino. Mm-hmm. And they're both Spanish-speaking peoples. But like you said, the origin of those peoples is quite different. You know, right. I mean, if you, if you go that route, you got to do it even more. I mean, because you can't just take out Mexican. Belize is right next to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. and in and, and Central America. Yeah, Central America. But, yeah. so, but some of Central Americans, they go where? West Coast. Mm-hmm. And they come up. They go West Coast, Arizona. I, um, I think I've seen that, the, that there, was a, there was a significant amount of Trump support within South American, Latino Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but, you know, I got to look more into it, you know. And then when you talk about the islands... Um, even with the islands, most people that come out of Cuba, you know, they, they may have a love and hate relationship with socialism and communism. Mm-hmm. And so they tend to vote Republican in, 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 in a lot of Latino communities from the islands in that area seem to do that. But then you got Haitians. Haitians tend to vote Democrat. You know, mm-hmm. th- you, know you got Jamaicans down there. They mm-hmm. tend to vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very how they, you know, try to... I mean, you see this urge from this society, this white society. Uh, you see it enacted by liberals, maybe more than conservatives, but that just might be a certain positionality. Yeah. But you see them trying to disconnect black people from a collective identity, specifically African-American people, mm-hmm. from a collective identity based around our reparations claim, basically. Yeah. You know, our grievance claim against this country for chattel slavery and everything that came after that till now. Mm-hmm. They want to disconnect us from that collective political activity. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, that's why they're throwing so, out all this shit, right? That's now. why they're throwing out all this shit. They don't want us to think about ourselves as a collective unit. They don't want us to look at our numbers of... Uh, of that's why they, they, they try to expand, blow up the numbers of our support for Trump because it's useful and painting this narrative that that African Americans descendants of slave new African people 
are more are less united than we really are. Yeah. If you look at these numbers, we're the most united group out of all. But yeah. what? The, but no narratives what? from the mass media is talking about that. Yeah, what you the catch is, is that, the, that the, that's the, the dissension that they got to put in there to kill that. Mm-hmm. This has been the first presidency I've ever heard reparations pop up. I've went through. I've, I I was raised. I was a child, child in the Reagan years. I went through the both Clintons, both Bushes, both of all of their terms, all the way up to now. Barack, all of that. I'm. This is the only election I've ever heard reparations brought up in, and it got killed. In that conversation, got killed in the black community by dissension. Mm-hmm. By them adding in, they they put the strife with the the black male vote, black female vote, all of this type of shit, and it totally took the momentum out of it. Yeah, a year ago, reparations was part of the the conversation. Yeah, literally, they was having these in the goddamn debates. But you know, now that's nowhere to be found in any of the discourse going on right and now. And what's gonna happen afterwards? Now that you got the Democrats in them. I mean, we're gonna see how just how we talked about that earlier. We're gonna see just how many Democrats get up in there. Yeah. Uh, I think you know Biden is definitely gonna be a, a moderate at best. I mean, moder- I mean, he got a pass to doing it. This is just new, conser- you know, a new mm-hmm. conservatism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're preserving the American way. They're just trying to uh, readjust it, you know, and just try to, I guess, stave away some of our grievance claim as a working class as Black people through piecemeal reform. We know how they move. Yeah. Uh, but you know Biden and the rest of them They're not trying to uh, Free free nobody From this system You mm. know what I'm saying They rely on it For their position Yes You so, know uh, it, it, It's like this You could One person said And I was shocked When he told me that He was like I'm sort of glad Trump was in I said why I said I don't like him Or nothing like that But it was like Shoot Niggas couldn't be sleep mm. While Trump was here That shows you Why we gotta move on From the Democratic Party You know uh, how does the Democratic Party become the establishment party? You got Trump acting as the outsider. Yeah. You got tr- you know, how, how does Trump position himself as the outsider? We're all, you know, people are stuck within the establishment politics, and the only uh, platformed hand leading out of that right now, it seems, is, is Trump's neo-fascism. Hmm. You know, uh, as the as the outsider political wave, and uh, that's because. Partially because of the intense repression carried out by the moderates, by liberals against the left mm-hmm. and how they coincide. They interest uh, meet up in our parallel with conservatives in that in that thinking, you know, how they purge the left or how they demobilize the left in revolutionary politics, radical politics. So, um, you know, we're going to see that with Biden as they move further right. <laughs> And uh, we see the seeds of disunion, of, uh, of of a lack of unity being planted and replanted continually by how the discourse from the liberal media uh, is, is dished out, is pushed out. You yeah. Know, all, all these systems that we're talking about is wed together. All together? Yeah. It, it, it's just, man, yeah. you can't trust the system. Mm-hmm. Simple plain. We ain't never had, we've been in America. We know this shit. Shouldn't act surprised by it. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm just mad that we we don't still see how we doing we've been doing the same shit for a minute now. Mm-hmm. It's time for something different. Right. 
Right. It's time for something different. And man. I think even, you know, shout out to all the vote black organizers, voters in Georgia and all the other places that uh mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, are seeing through the uh I guess the Biden victory. Yeah. But uh, you know, now's the time, you know, to really, you know, uh now I I'm not gonna say now's the time. Now is always the time, mm-hmm. you know, to really pursue our nationalist politics, you know. Yeah. If uh if this you know, however it turns out, we gotta move. Well, it's like this, you know. Like we 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 throwing out our predictions and hopefully we may be proven wrong. But uh, we I mean not in the sense that Biden's gonna win, but in the sense of the House. Mm-hmm. You know, if the House and the Senate end up, and with the Republicans, you definitely we definitely gonna have to be on point. You're gonna have to be on unity in our political movements, um, social movements, because we're gonna be under threat. At the end of the day, the federal government may be trying to act like a big brother, but it's the states that kick the ass. It's the states that get the ass whoopings out, mm-hmm. you know. And so, even in a place like Georgia, with all them black folks down there, what happens when the apparatus is ran by them? If Biden moves right, if the Democrats move right, there's no room for a federal reparations package for African Americans yeah. because uh, the conservative Republicans will not allow for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's the reality for U.S. politics maybe for the next decade or two. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's important, significant pressure we can apply and we are applying and need to continue. Mm-hmm. But that can't, that don't take the place of what we got to do for self. There you go. So, you know. With that being said, Aki, I think episode 18, we good. I think we good. I think we good, bruh. Free land. Free land, y'all. Peace. We're going to catch y'all next week. Peace.